Hello and welcome to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. And if you would like to be a part of the show, you can always give me a call on the listener hotline. That phone number is 303-832-0217. If that was too fast, and it probably was, you can get uh, that number as well as all the contact links for uh, me on the uh, in the description of this fine, fine program. Uh, and I would love to hear from anybody anywhere out there and about there. So please drop me a ringy, dingy, uh, here on the old whatever. Uh, anyway, last episode I had on the uh, show the CEO of the company called PowerTap as we were looking at the next evolution of hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. And maybe it's one of those things where you're where you're interested in something, and then that's all that you see. Like if you're if you're into a car, a certain car, and then you see them everywhere. Uh, for a while, it, my wife and I were looking for a uh, to replace her car, and we were looking for either a uh, like an older Acura or an older Lexus, and that's all we saw. <laughs> that was it. We didn't see. Well, they would seem like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. There's one. Well, I was seeing, basically, after my hydrogen story last time, I, I was seeing hydrogen stories everywhere, all over the place. And it, it's nice to see more emerging technologies coming to market, and we'll see how hydrogen goes. But And I do think it's going to be a good option for people who live, let's say, in apartments, and you can't plug in your plug-in electric car overnight, because eventually we're going to go to electric cars. I mean, that's just happening with, with GM uh, basically saying that we're only going to make electric cars. and I, I mean, so it's on the way. It's just a matter of how you are going to charge them and how they're and, and how we're going to get the electricity to charge them. But if you're living in an apartment building and you're living on the eighth floor, you're not going to be able to plug in your car unless you have a really, really long extension cord that goes down the side of the building. So I think that's why hydrogen is actually a good idea. For a lot of folks who still want to drive an electric car, have very little if no uh, emissions there, uh, and still uh, be able to, um, uh, you know, dr- drive something in that way. So you could fill it because you could fill up the hydrogen easily, right? Well, if you can find a place to, to fuel it. That's why I was talking to PowerTap, and that's the problem that they're trying to find a solution for. Um, but I, I, I like the idea of fueling up a hydrogen car in just a few minutes like I do now with a gas car and not worrying about it for a week or so. Some people like dealing with the plug-in car and charging it every night, every day. I don't. My wife sure doesn't. She would run out of a charge, honestly. Uh, I love her to death, but she would I, she would run out of a charge nearly every day if she had to plug in her car. Uh, she just That's just not who she is. She just... That, that, <laughs> we, we accept that. Um, she would do much better with fueling a car just like she does now with her gas car. So she would need a hydrogen car if it was going to go all electric. That would be a good option for her. Uh, anyway, it'd be an interesting uh, idea to see how it goes. And, and, and uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it last time or not, but uh, how AAA sent me a thing, how they are going to uh, now... Uh, have a couple of tow trucks. They want to convert tow trucks uh, and have, uh, I guess, the largest fleet of hydrogen-run tow trucks uh, here, I guess, anywhere in the country. But they also need a fueling station. So I think they would do their own private fueling station at first, and then with the Colorado Hydrogen Network, maybe make this into a public hydrogen charging station uh, somewhere in Denver in the next year, by, by next year. Uh, so th- that's it's interesting. It's and so I was seeing hydrogen stories all over the place. Um, uh, this was a, a not a hydrogen story, but I saw this the other day. There, there's a company called Mobile Eye, 
And Mobileye, it specializes in these in these computer chips for vision-based autonomous vehicles. And it's one of the components that will make autonomous vehicles run by itself. Well, they announced that they're going to launch a robo-taxi service in Germany by sometime next year. And it's really interesting that there's a company that only not only wants to be a supplier of autonomous driving technology, but also wants to be a fleet operator of that technology and a service provider as well. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to give you this technology. We, we think that this technology is really good. And without our technology, you're dead in the water. So we want all parts of this thing. <laughs> and so uh, they say they're going to be the, the a robo-taxi service there in Germany. And they're going to partner with that German rental car company, Sixt, S-I-X-T. It's a weird name. They have orange... Um, car rental places. I've rented from them in Florida in the past, and they, they typically have a little bit higher-end uh, higher vehicles with uh, a pretty decent price. And I've never had a problem with, with them, and it's actually been pretty decent. Um, but there's also an Israeli-based startup called MoveIt. They specialize in mobility data, but they're going to be part of this partnership with uh, Mobileye that wants to do this robo-taxi service in Germany. At first, it's not going to be full-fledged robo-taxi. Mobileye says it will begin early rider testing. Uh, they're going to choose Munich to do this in 2022. But they won't go from testing to fully commercial operations until they say they get approval from German regulators. That's going to be the key. How long will it take the German government to say, okay, go ahead, start driving autonomous vehicles on our roads with people inside? Um, for, so for right now, the vehicles, as soon as they start would be, uh, including a safety driver, a safety driver behind the wheel. And I think that's going to be the first step in getting robo taxi, autonomous vehicle, taxi services out there and about there where you're going to have something that probably could drive itself, but we're not all really comfortable with that right now especially with human drivers out there. So they're going to put a, a human driver in the driver's seat, but let the car do the driving. And then that person would step in or grab the wheel or hit the brakes if they think they need it. And then it would take some time for governments to approve these sort of things. And and then, boom, you're, you're, you have these uh, self-driving cars all, all over these German roads. Um, it, basically the technology, I don't think it's just safe enough to let loose a commercial taxi fleet without a safety driver. Um, that the chip maker Intel, they want to also begin testing a robo taxi service. They want to do it in Israel and they want to do it in partnership with Volkswagen in 2022. And the chip and, 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 um, Intel additionally says they have a deal in place to test autonomous vehicles in South Korea. Also another robo-taxi service. And again, those plans are pending local approval by governments. So it is happening. It, it is a slow rollout to see autonomous, at least, and human mixing of uh, vehicle technology. Um, they wanted to test, Mobileye wanted to test its vehicles in New York City, but the, the lawmakers there in New York say uh, <laughs> they have to be good as human drivers before you can come out on our roads. Um, and so that's going to be a big hurdle, a big road uh, hump for, for uh, Mobileye to get over. And I think really any uh, company that wants to try to do um, 
uh, autonomous taxi service, robo taxi service in New York City because they're going to regulate the crap out of it and probably tax the <laughs> crap out of it. Um, and so it might be a bigger hurdle for folks to get uh, robo taxi service in New York. But it's interesting that it's happening. And and actually, speaking of that, I, I booked a uh, a guest talking about all this thing. Uh, because I, I saw this article and it said um, why driving will be outlawed by 2050, and I, it was really interesting. And it was basically talking about how uh, robo taxis and and automatic uh, autonomous cars will be taking over, and there will be and the, and the technology will ramp up so quickly, and we will see so many of them on the road in the next 30 years that basically, if you drive a car by yourself, you are ruining the driving for everybody else. And so they're going to take humans out of driving by 2050, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so I have Dr. James Jeffs coming on. He's a, a technology analyst at ID Tech X, and I uh, will be talking to him from London for the next episode. So that'll be a that'll be a really good conversation, I think. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and so that's coming up. Yeah, next episode. And recently, Oscar Meyer and Lyft. Get this, they offered free ride rideshare uh, trips uh, in the famous Wienermobile. Have you ever seen the Wienermobile driving down the road? I've been uh, next to it a couple of times, got a little tour of one of them one time. Um, they did this in New York City and in Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta. Uh, they were chosen because they were the nation's hottest rideshare cities. And, and they say it wasn't just for show or a publicity stunt, which it kind of was. They used the giant hot dog to take passengers where they really needed to go. So riders enjoyed the trip. They had music, and they had neon lights going, and they got some shirts and, and hot dog masks, of course. Uh, weenie whistles. <laughs> all, all the way to their destination. Now, if, if if during that little promotion, riders had to opt into the Wienermobile, they could have always opted out and just got a regular car instead. Because it might be a little bit odd to show up at a business meeting in the Wienermobile. Well, then again, it might be okay. It would be a good topic of conversation. Um, and, and this stunt is is far from the first time the Wienermobile has been rolled out for unique purposes. Uh, in 2019, fans had the chance to rent out the giant hot dog on Airbnb and sleep in it for a night. And last year, the Wienermobile was available for wedding proposals. The vehicle makes stops all across the country, and it has stopped here in Denver, making this the perfect opportunity to find out what's it like to drive and to drive in and be around the iconic Wienermobile. Joining me now are two of the hot doggers, Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, also known as Relish Rachel, who are driving with the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile across America. Katie and Rachel, thanks for being here on the World Famous Driving Your Crazy podcast. Hi there, Jason. Thanks so much for having us. So before we get to some of the great stories that you both must have driving and being around the Wienermobile, let's find out about Katie and Rachel. Tell me about where you're from and you, how you got into being a hot dogger. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Rachel speaking. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I went to Penn State University. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile program actually recruits at college campuses across the nation so it actually came to Katie and my college college campus, and uh, we were fortunately selected to be one of, I guess, two of 12 hot doggers across the country. But Katie, you didn't go to Penn State. You went to Missouri, right? Yeah, I went to the University of Missouri, and I'm initially from Chicago. But like Rachel said, 
Um, the program came recruiting at our colleges, and we both knew after the first info session that it was definitely a dream job for us. <laughs> really? Because, Katie, I read that you have a degree in mass media communication with minors in Spanish and history. I mean, is this what your parents thought you'd be doing after graduation? I think my parents knew that I was never destined for a desk job. Um, and actually, funny enough, my grandmother drove across the U.S. when she was also 22, promoting hot dogs of a different brand. So it was kind of like a legacy thing for me. Oh, very nice. What about you, Rachel? Is this something that your parents thought was going to be uh, in your destiny? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with Katie here. I'd like to say I'd always had an appetite for adventure. So driving the Wienermobile across the country is definitely something I think my parents uh, saw me doing. Did you two know each other before you got hooked up together to drive the Wienermobile as a team? No, actually, we met about five weeks ago at Hot Dog High, and since then, we've been together 24-7. <laughs> and it's been great. <laughs> yeah, has it been great? Because you never know when you just get hooked up with a t another teammate or another roommate, if you will, and, uh, and you're spending a lot of time with that person. Yeah, it, it actually has been great. Um, as you can imagine, this is such a unique experience. We go through things that not everyone understands, and sometimes it's just really nice and comforting to have that one person there for you. And at the end of the day, you can talk about your adventures and you can talk about your struggles and your successes with that person. Now you mentioned, you both mentioned that you met at this program called Hot Dog High. Obviously that has to be the training program for this, uh, for to drive and to be around the Wienermobile and, and be an ambassador for it. So what's the training like? So Hot Dog High is two weeks of nonstop fun. Um, we meet 20 of our coworkers who quickly become our best friends because there are also nine planters peanutters who drive the nutmobile. So we hang out with them as well. So we spend two weeks in a hotel in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, learning the ins and outs of being a hot dogger, learning how to drive the Wienermobile, and of course, buns and buns of puns. <laughs> Obviously, you do <laughs> lots and lots of puns. Um, what, so what's it like? How do you how do you learn to drive this? Uh, obviously not normal vehicle. So it takes quite a bit of training. Um, like Katie said, it's a two-week program, so we dedicate a lot of that time to driver's training. We actually work with the Madison Police Department. Um, some of the retired police officers drive us around town. Uh, it's kind of like driver's, driver's training, but amplified a hundred times. There's cones in a parking lot and we have actually six wienermobiles so you'll see all six of them in the parking lot driving around i'm speaking with katie ferguson also known as ketchup katie and relish rachel uh rachel all a couple of the oscar meyer hot doggers who are driving across the country in one of the oscar meyer wienermobiles now you mentioned there are several of these wienermobiles around the country so what is really the goal here when you're when you're driving around do you, do you, do you just uh, just hang out in one town for a couple weeks and and i mean what's what's the day like and what are the weeks like as being an ambassador for the wienermobile so as hot doggers we like to say that our mission is to drive miles and miles across the us so like rachel said there are six wienermobiles and all of us are in cities for one to two weeks, typically two weeks. And while we're there, we just do various events, whether it's, you know, festivals and concerts or birthday party drive-bys and nursing home visits. We do a little bit of everything and we just like to make people smile. But there really aren't a whole lot of festivals and fairs and things happening right now because of COVID. So how has that really changed? I'm sure that you were both recruited and probably signed up before the lockdown and the COVID happened. So how how are you out going to... to 
events when really there aren't that many events. Yeah, I, I definitely this year is a little different, but instead of doing the big parades and festivals and fairs like we've done in the past, we're focused on smaller events, more so grassroots events in marketing. Um, like Katie mentioned, we do a lot of birthday drive-bys. We do socially distanced nursing home visits. Something that we've really enjoyed lately is um, outdoor concerts where everyone's socially distanced and then we park far away. So if people would like to see the Wiener Mobile, they still can. So can I remember this was maybe a year or two ago. Uh, the Wienermobile was over at my local grocery store. And so I visited with the hot dogger there. And that person told me that not, not only are there several vehicles like this in the country, they, I think there is one that is the like the vehicle and then all the others are replicas. How uh, it, Have you seen the original one or, or how does that work? So Oscar Mayer actually created the Wienermobile in 1936. And since then, there have been um, a multitude of iterations of the Wienermobile. So the oldest in existence is the 1952 version, and that is in a museum in Dearborn, Michigan. But um, all of the ones that we have right now, all six of our Wienermobiles are, I guess, replicas of each other. There's not necessarily one main one, unless you count the oldest one, the 1952 version. I'm speaking with Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, a couple of the Oscar Mayer hot doggers driving across the country in the Wienermobile. So let's talk about the vehicle itself. I, when I saw it for myself, it was a little bit more trashed on the inside than I thought it would be. Uh, tell me about the inside of the vehicle. How is it laid out? Is it like a camper? Is it just like a regular car? Just, just t walk me through when you get into whatever door you go into. T take me through that process. Absolutely. We love the inside of the Wienermobile. We actually get asked a, that question a lot if we sleep in it. And our favorite response to that is no, the Wienermobile is not a weenie bago. Uh, we stay in hotels, so you won't find a bed in the Wienermobile. However, you will find six seats. Um, they're plush seats with ketchup and mustard designs on them. You'll see a ketchup and mustard floor, a flat screen TV, a blue sky, because there's always blue skies in the Wienermobile, as well as our bun roof instead of a sunroof. And besides our driver's seat, we also have our shot bun instead of shotgun. Gotcha. So when you walk in, do you walk into the side like you would an RV or do you get into the driver's side like you would any other regular car? So you walk in on the uh, passenger side or the shotgun side and there's a gull wing door that swings outwards and you walk in and there's a little aisle that you walk up to get to the driver's seat. So the inside kind of looks like a small bus. Oh, okay, so there, but and so there is room for snacks, or or you maybe you have a little refrigerator in there. So if you need to keep some cold drinks or or have some food, then then you have that available for you, right? I mean, we do have a cooler, yeah, but there's no fridge or anything like that. Okay, so how does it drive? Obviously, it's longer than a regular car. You're probably used to driving a regular car. So how different is it when you first got into it and got behind the wheel and took it out on that test track and then compared to what's it like just driving on a road with so many other cars around you? Yeah, so the Wienermobile is 27 feet long, or as I like to say, 60 hot dogs long. So it is a little different, but once you're in it and once you're used to driving it, it's not too different from just driving a big van. Uh, we also like to say she's pretty aerodynamic. So when you are going down the hot dog highways, she does drive pretty smoothly. Those 60 hot dogs, are they bun length? 
Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> of course, they are. Is, is it? Does it feel different than driving a big van? I'm sure. When, and I've when I've driven a big van or a moving van, something like that, it, it sways a little bit. Does this also sway when you're making a turn? Does it feel like it might just all of a sudden roll over on its side bun? Um. Honestly, no. She has a pretty good turn radius. Of course, when you're going up to speed on the highways, if there's a big gush of wind you can feel it a little bit um but overall she does drive smoothly one of my favorite things about driving the hot dog is everyone's beeping at you everyone's waving at you i mean i've been driving down the highway and i've seen someone take their hands off the steering wheel to film a video of us (laughs) with both of their hands um on the camera so it's always an adventure I'm speaking with Rachel All, Relish Rachel, and Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, a couple of the hot doggers driving the Wienermobile across America. So this, uh, the vehicle, as you talked about, the looks that you get, uh, I'm I'm sure that it it stops traffic also when you're at a uh, stoplight that people are just probably wanting to uh, roll down the windows and stick their head out and try to take as many pictures as, as they can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen people stop at a stoplight and get out of the car and take pictures, which we really do not encourage. Um, We have people pull along or pull off over the interstate and take pictures of us and wave and beep. And so it's really fun um, to see how happy it makes people. But again, we encourage safe driving practices when you see the Wienermobile because we're trying to be safe as well. So you guys are obviously staying in hotels. As you said, you can't stay in the Wienermobile. So is this, um, you're just picking any random hotel or are you you, uh, being... Uh, helped along by somebody at Oscar Mayer that is arranging all your stops? So our very first hotel was picked out by somebody else, but um, now we're responsible for booking all of our hotels. And it's fun because we get to take a little bit of creative liberty and uh, find some really cool places to stay. Like we're staying at somewhere pretty cool in Denver right now. We're headed to Jackson, Wyoming next. We're going to look for maybe some sort of mountain lodge. So it's been really fun to kind of make connections with, you know, hotel managers and stuff and because they love to have the Wienermobile there. Uh, are there any restrictions to how, like, could you stay at the Broadmoor where it's like four or $500 a night, or do you have to stay at a Motel 6 where they're leaving the light on for you? Of course we do have a budget. Um, but like Katie said, a lot of the hotel managers and of course their guests like to see the Wienermobile. So we're lucky enough to be able to um, display the Wienermobile and use that to kind of get us some really nice hotels. So how do you guys then not go to the same places as the other uh, Wienermobiles? Do you all have a region of the country that you're supposed to be in and you can just go anywhere in that region? Yes, great question. You are exactly right. So Katie and I are technically the South region. There's also the West, Southeast, Central, Midwest, and East. So that makes up all six regions. Um, You might be wondering why Katie and I aren't. Yeah, this is not the South by any means. Yeah, we are slowly working our way down there. So we start in Madison, Wisconsin. That's where training is. And we take our time. We trickle down south. And so hopefully within the next few weeks, we'll be we'll be down there. You know, I I am, you know, I'm the traffic guy here for Denver 7 News. And, you know, I'm pretty good with maps and things. And and I know that um, if you go from Madison, Wisconsin south, you don't get anywhere near Wyoming or Colorado. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes our regions can be flexible, ah, so okay. we are just going where the events are, and we're going where our bosses want us to go, and we are having a great time doing it. Ah, great. All right, so tell me about the process. When you were in college, you're getting close to, and, and Rachel, have you graduated already? 
Yep, I graduated with a degree in advertising and public relations with minors in history and international studies and business. See, there you go. Both of you are are basically in the advertising, communications, marketing uh, yep. side of things. So uh, when, when you were there it, seeing the Oscar Mayer people come to your campus, uh, what what was their selling point? What was the best part about the selling point? What sold you on wanting to do this for at least uh, however long you can do it? Yeah, great question. So first, it's a year contract. So um, I would definitely do this job for the rest of my life. I think it's the best job in the world. But after a year, it's time for us to move on. Um, but to answer your question, I think two main reasons. Once I, I mentioned before that I love traveling. I think I do have an appetite for adventure. So traveling the United States in a 27-foot-long hot dog was very appealing to me. Um, additionally, the Wienermobile is basically a PR firm on wheels. So we're doing a lot of event planning. Like Katie said, we book our own hotels. We contact media. We do a lot of media pitching. So the experience that you get with the Wienermobile is really invaluable. Hmm. And it was that experience that I really wanted. No, those are obviously really good points because any kind of experience then you can bring, especially unique and different experiences that other people don't have in a job market like this, where it's going to be a lot more competitive over the next year, two years, three years as COVID's going on, it will set you apart, I'm sure, for uh, any kind of position that comes available. Yeah, we hope so. It's definitely a very unique experience. We were hired out of 3,000 applicants, so we're super lucky to have this job. And you said you get to be a hot dogger for a year. So why do they change out the hot doggers every year? Are there any more that have been around longer than a year? And can you re-up? That's just kind of the way it's always worked. The hot dogger program is in its 33rd year. And I think that they just like to get new faces in every year, give 12 more college grads an, an opportunity to have this incredible experience. I'm speaking with Katie Ferguson, Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, hot doggers for the Wienermobile. So let's get to some of the great stories that you must have being in and around the Wienermobile. Tell me some of the most memorable things that have happened when you are not only just driving, obviously people trying to take your picture, but is there anything else that's memorable that happened while you were driving or while you're stopped somewhere, somebody trying to a a attack the Wienermobile or try to jump in or, or unique things that have happened? Well, I will say every day in the Wienermobile is an adventure, but probably one of my favorite memories so far was at our very first event in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, we met a very nice gentleman named Colin. He is a what we like to call a Frank fanatic. <laughs> he traveled 200 miles to see the Wienermobile. And you can actually track us on our app, the Wienermobile app. So he followed us on the app and he was, he knew all the facts about the Wienermobile. I mean, he knew the dimensions, he, he knew the history. And it was just so touching to see him so excited to see the Wienermobile. I mean, he even told us that it was one of the best days of his life. So to be able to make those connections with people and learn about people's stories, that's what really makes the job special and worth it. And uh, are you documenting this in any way? Are you taking stories like that and documenting it on a Facebook page, Instagram, something like that? Yes, yes, absolutely. We each have our own Instagrams. Mine is at Relish Rachel. Katie's is at Catching Up with Katie. Catching with spelled with a K. Um, and we post our adventures. We post the people we meet and their stories. And um, it's great to look at and see what we're doing. And you can catch up with us that way. Katie, do you have any interesting stories that you wanted to share? Yeah. So actually, um, just yesterday, we got to do a really, really cool thing. 
um, I'm a pretty avid rock climber and coming out to Denver, I was like, I know there are a lot of climbers out here. So I had reached out to um, kind of an idol of mine, Maureen Beck, and she was National Geographic's Adventure of the Year last year. She's a super cool climber. And so um, I reached out, I was like, hey, let me give you a ride to um, the climbing area in the Wienermobile. And she accepted immediately. And so yesterday we got to ride out to a really cool climbing spot out in Clear Creek Canyon and we got to climb with her for a day. So that was kind of a dream come true for me. Yeah, it's uh, when people uh, get into the television business, especially as as young kids, they usually have to start in smaller markets and then move their way up to a larger market. And I tell them that that's actually a great way to see the country and experience the different areas of the country because every place is a little bit different. I mean, obviously you see different grocery stores and different uh, restaurants and that sort of thing, but there's also a lot of homogenization that goes on across the country as well with so many franchises. But it really is a good way to see all the different landscapes as you're experiencing and different cultures and different peoples. And I, I'm sure that those, those are experiences and uh, uh, feelings that you'll probably treasure for the rest of your life oh certainly yeah we are incredibly grateful to be able to see so many things and people that we otherwise would have never gotten to be able to do so you said your contract is for a year uh when did it start when does it end and then what's next so it started um it was supposed to start in june but we were delayed one month so our start date was july 13th we will end june 10th i believe so that will be our year um, and that's a great question. So a lot of people typically move on to marketing or advertising agencies. Some people move internally within Craft Times. They go to brand management. Um, I'm thinking about going to grad school after this. So big question mark. Uh, let's see what Katie has to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually hoping to move out here to Denver. I want to work in adaptive media or sports media. So that is my trajectory. Ah, that's why you that that's why the uh, the southern route came west. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how do you how have you liked Colorado and Denver so far? Uh, Colorado is beautiful. I actually lived here for my internship last summer, so to be back and to be back in the mountains, it's it's there's nothing like it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It feels it feels like home out here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, are you so as you said next time you're going to go up to Jackson, Wyoming and head up there, uh maybe go around Yosemite. I don't know if they would let you in the park because you might have a moose that might get a little hungry. Uh <laughs> and so you got to watch out for that. Uh but uh, where else uh, in are, are you going to go from there then south or are you going to travel through some of Colorado mountains or um where's the uh, dust where's the next spot after Jackson? So we are actually not sure yet because we are going to kind of follow the events and see what's going on. So we're hoping to maybe go down through Utah, perhaps get down to Arizona and New Mexico. But it's all just kind of an adventure and we're along. We're here along for the ride. So, well, I wish you both the very best. Uh, enjoy your time in the Wienermobile. And then when you come back out in Colorado, then make sure you watch Denver 7 News. OK. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll do. All right. Thanks, Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, the Oscar Mayer hot dogger, is visiting Denver and Colorado, at least for right now, as they're tripping around the country. Thanks again for being here on the show. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Have a wienerful day. <laughs> I'm sure you're full of all of them. You want to get all of them off your chest right now? Well, i just like to say we really relished our time here today. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, ladies, thank you so much. And you can find the girls, if you really want to find them, you can find them by looking at oscarmeyer.com slash wienermobile. 
And that's where you can click a link to find the closest Wienermobile. And once you do that, it will bring you up to a, another web page where you can enter your location and you can see a map where all the different Wienermobiles are across the country. Uh, I'm sure they're hiring. I haven't looked at the website here, um, but I'm sure they are probably hiring for new hot doggers all the time. Um, and yeah, so there you go. By the way, I, I can't, yeah, it'll be good uh, next week. Uh, Dr. James Jeffs will be coming up. Uh, ID Tech X talking about um, the prediction of no more driving. Driving will be outlawed by 2050. That'll be an interesting uh, topic to to uh, go with him. And also, I can uh, tell you, I didn't have time to do it today. I should tell you about my DIA parking story. While people are parking up along the, uh, the so Pena Boulevard is this uh, highway. It takes about 10 minutes to go from Interstate 70 in Denver all the way out to Denver International Airport. Because they built the airport so far out. It's just, anyway, so people have been parking on the side of the roadway instead of the shuttle, you know, parking area that they've developed out there. Nobody wants to park out there. They just want to park on the side of Pena Boulevard and uh, cause a big hazard for people out there. And the Denver police aren't running them off. And I did a story about it, and I don't think the Denver Police Department was very happy about my take on it. Uh, when I presented it on television. Uh, but we can talk about that next time. Anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for always uh, supporting the show. Until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the Traffic Guy. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring.